Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although I am ending early today at 5.30 to make way for UGA basketball, people will enjoy that. I don't mind at all. We are going to get back to 3 to 6 before too long. And if you missed the first part of the show because it was not broadcast online, uh, we are going to try to get that up in podcast form, commercial-free podcast form, by the end of the week. Uh, I don't know what the problem was, so I don't know if it's positively going to get done that way. But in any case, we uh, did cover some of the similar stuff in our most recent episode of the Propaganda Report Daily. So if you're if you're craving more of Binkley and me, you can go right to PropagandaReportDaily.com right now. And do you remember what episode that is, Binkley, that people can talk about this, uh, what we're talking about today, which is the Parkland shooting and all the agenda implications? Episode 86. All right. So um, my apologies for any disappointment or confusion. I did want to just highlight a couple of agenda items that I'm not sure were fully um, emphasized. One is that I think the number one agenda item here, and you're going to hear it from if you listen to the press conference that was done the day after the shooting by the sheriff of Broward County, very polished guy with national and international connections. Uh, he he is imploring us to change the laws so that police have the power to incarcerate people without anyone making an accusation against them. For example, for posting a picture of a gun online. That is what he said. And uh, I would say that the implications of this are even broader so that they want to be able to arrest you for pre-crime. Uh, they... Um, it's not just social media stuff either. There was an article today in the Wall Street Journal by Holman Jenkins who said excessive fascination with guns should be a pre-crime that you should be able to take action about. And you can do that by looking at people shopping in a gun store. So that's not even social media. And my problem is not only that you should not be arrested for pre-crime, but if you don't need to actually do anything, they certainly can't prove what you were thinking. And nobody needs to even accuse you of thinking of something that they powers all 100% with the government, they can just make stuff up about you if they don't like what you say politically. So try going to a public university right now and see how seriously prejudiced people can be against uh, diverse political opinions and think if they had the power to just take you out by saying you were a kook. They think you're a kook anyway. So it's pretty dangerous. And then another thing um, that I uh, just want to touch on one second, then take a tweet, and I'm going to get to David, who's patiently holding. I uh, is this everybody talks about the Second Amendment. I believe the Second Amendment issue is one of two, abortion being the other, critical issues for the dialectic for the Democrat Republican two party system to continue. Even though they both promote the welfare and warfare state and are bankrupting this country, people will basically always vote Democrat or Republican because they care about a Supreme Court justice preserving the Second Amendment and either preserving or overturning Roe versus Wade. So uh, 
they don't want to resolve the issues. They need that dialectic. And I have figured out a way that a rallying cry of the beginnings of a thought of how to triumph over this. Supreme Court was never meant to have that kind of power, in my opinion. And by coincidence, I was going to talk about this today anyway, when I was going through the journal looking at all these articles that were triggering me, there was an article about John Marshall, the Supreme Court justice who presided over the case Marbury v. Madison, which found that gave the Supreme Court itself the uh, power to adjudicate on the constitutionality of laws. And I say the Supreme Court should not have that power, that states should nullify congressional actions that are against the Constitution. They shouldn't wait for the Supreme Court to tell them whether they do or do not have to obey uh, Congress. But this guy was highly opposed to states' rights. He didn't like it. So I say let's overturn Marbury v. Madison, and then we don't. the entire two-party system would collapse. That's really a nugget you're going to have to digest. I'll probably say it another 10 times before this year is out. <laughs> but I like it, and it's interesting. Um, but I want to hear a tweet. And then a call. Go ahead, Bink. You got anything? Yeah, I got one from Richard who says, so true about how the government uh, taking money and more government is the answer. Someone did once say, never let a tragedy go to waste. Yes, it was Rahm Emanuel. I actually have in my glossary on MonicaPerezShow.com, I call it the Rahm Emanuel Doctrine. You never want to let a good crisis go to waste. And by that, I mean, you want to get... I'm paraphrasing, policy passed that you could not otherwise get. So subvert the will of the people through exploitation and manipulation. That's democracy, right? (laughs) That's weaponizing democracy because what you do is you manipulate people to think they consented for policy. You might as well have an overt tyrant where you could just cut his head off if you get mad enough. But if you think it's democracy, what are you going to do? Anyway, that was another brain bomb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop that. I'm going to go to David and Norcross. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. Thank you for holding. Hello. Yes. Uh, everybody's t- referring to mental uh, health about this issue. I think it's a, a combination of environmental facts. One is probably this kid never been to a church in his life. He probably has a whole stack of violent video games. He's never had any consequences for his behavior ever. So this is the recipe of our society and what we're producing is people like him. Well, I'll tell you this. I am. I really have my concerns about the culture, and I'm a hardcore libertarian. People all, often think that libertarians are culturally liberal. And I, I certainly don't want the, law, the government to control uh, society in that way, but it's my contention that to be truly libertarian, you have to recognize, as the great Harry Brown said, it's uh, individual liberty and personal responsibility on all issues at all times. And that is actually culturally, I, I, I won't say conservative because he cautions against using terms of liberals and conservatives, but uh, responsibility, maturity, morality at that level is what makes society work. And actually, it's the natural state of society. These moral laws have emerged because they are the ones that that uh, result in an orderly society. So I see these cultural subversions that you're talking about. I don't I don't think it's at the heart of this issue because uh, I think there's something even more nefarious at the heart of this issue. But I think the cultural upheaval in this country is was basically triggered by the same forces that are behind these kind of uh, agendas. And they know that the best way to destroy society, there's like a few triggers. It's war. It's uh, 
technology that can result in real upheavals and it's separating the generations it's separating the children from the parents i think the draft can do that technology can do that getting both parents out of the home to work having the kids raised by electronics by government schools can do that going away to college can do that and yes i believe that the culture has a terrible impact i think the people who are trying to set their agenda look up the world economic forum website and see their strategy initiatives there's like 15 things they want to control they want to control the culture and i don't think they want to head it in a good a place of personal responsibility i absolutely have to get to this clip uh binkley set the clip up for us all right the clip is from student reporter david hogue who goes to the high school he began supposedly yeah he began speaking (laughs) with classmates during the shooting while they were hiding in a closet so he's recording them and he's asking them about gun control okay so i want i want people to really think about it i actually binkley cut these clips without telling me i my sister franny sent them to me earlier uh she's like look at this weird thing like this guy the son of an fbi agent is what he is who's being interviewed on that local tv and she said look at listen to how strange the commentary these girls should be literally like uh you know heaving with panic like it makes no sense that they're answering yeah and and what they're focused on is it's just not even believable this it's actually weird. makes me wonder about the whole story uh let's hear rachel please clip 10 I really don't think there's anything new to say, but there shouldn't have to be, because if you looked around this closet and saw everyone just hiding together, you would know that this shouldn't be happening anymore, and that it doesn't deserve to happen to anyone, and that no amount of money should make it more easily accessible to get guns. Um, And that's that. I personally have rallied for... um, you know, gun rights and um, less control, not necessarily less control, but this experience has definitely changed my viewpoint. I wanted to be a junior NRA member. I wanted to learn how to hunt. I was always fascinated by guns as a young girl, but this experience was so traumatizing to the point where now I can't even fathom the idea of a gun in my house. I did have plans for my 18th birthday to go to Nexus Gun Range and learn how to shoot. But at this point, I don't even want to be behind a gun. I don't want to be the person behind a bullet because I don't want to be the person to point a bullet at someone. And to have the bullet pointed at me, my school, my classmates, my teachers, my mentors, it's, it's just, it's definitely eye-opening to the fact that we need more gun control in our country because for this to happen and for people to be so neutralized to it, I even texted my sisters shooting at my school, I am safe. They both responded with, OMG, LOL, you're funny. Now that's a problem in society, and it's a bigger problem in America, and it needs to be fixed. And I believe the most definite way to fix it is by changing our laws when it comes to gun ownership. I call BS on that, and I'll tell you why. But this was reported in the news as the truth, that these people were cowering in fear as they heard gunshots go off, and this was their response. But I got to say... What she says is the exact opposite of Susanna Gratia Hopps' uh, testimony in Congress in front of Chuck Schumer, who was giving her a dirty look the entire time after both of her parents were killed in front of her in the Luby's massacre. And the law had said she was supposed to take her gun out of her purse before she went in there, which she did. And while she was cowering in fear, she thought, I wish I had my gun. So I don't I find it impossible to believe that these girls 
were uh, that this was their genuine, unadulterated reaction in uh, as they were dodging bullets. Binkley, I want to get your reaction after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 71, tomorrow's high 66. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're wrapping it up because there's a basketball game on soon. The pregame show starts uh, right after this, right after the next break. Um, But we had just uh, been having a pretty deep conversation about what uh, happened in Florida on Wednesday. The school shooting and what the agendas might be and also some of... Some strange details about the the, uh, event. We actually played a clip of some people being interviewed, some girls being interviewed while the event was going on. So there was a lot of shooting uh, from all reports. And these girls are being interviewed by an amateur journalist who is a fellow student and the son of an FBI agent, by coincidence. Uh, But it was so full of propaganda, propaganda points that were going to be spouted by everyone from the government to the president to the sheriff after the event. It was kind of weird. What did you make of it, Binkley? Well, I I think it's worth emphasizing that in that clip, these students who were very calmly advocating for gun control, the the shooting was still going on, and they were well-spoken, no uhs, no pauses, and they changed their entire perspective on guns. That one girl did, who was going to, on her 18th birthday, go to the NRA, just decided that She's already done with guns. And so this, in the middle of an opportunity where a gun enthusiast would realize immediately that a gun would be handy to have, she inexplicably claims the opposite. And they're repeating talking points that I'm getting in my email from Indivisible. And this kid whose dad is an FBI agent, he wants people to take political action, which he says in these other videos. He should tell his dad to respond to all the threats that this kid had made previously. The uh, I did want to make one point, though. You look at psychological reactions, emotion, um, the psychological state of being in an emotionally high-pitched situation and how you actually can't think under those circumstances. Don't you feel that in your understanding that's like psychologically impossible for those that to be genuine? Great point. You're in your fight-or-flight mode, and yet they've thought this through already. And they should be in fight or flight, which is the opposite of what they've come up with. Right, yeah. They're like, I wish this guy had been disarmed a long time ago. I mean, let's just, I'm sure everything will be fine right now. It was like a round table in a safe environment is what it sounds like. so bizarre. Well, how are people going to be able to see all this? We've got like two seconds for you to tell people if they missed it or if they want to get references. Can we post this and put the show notes and such? PropagandaReportDaily.com and we will put what's available online as soon as possible. And we also have our uh, Propaganda Report Daily podcast on there. Thank you very much. This is Monica Perez.